Are you a founder, co-founder, aspiring entrepreneur, or just someone who loves to hear about how companies are built? Then join us as we talk with founders and CEOs who have been there and done that. Welcome to the Founders Formula Podcast, sponsored by Hatchet Ventures. And now, your host, Chet Lovegren. Hello and welcome to another exciting installment of the Founders Formula Podcast. This is the show that's designed to bring you the latest and greatest insights from founders and CEOs worldwide who have been there and done that. As always, I'm your host and your sales doctor, Chet Lovegren, and this episode has been brought to you by our partners in the podcasting space, Hatchet Ventures. And today we have a Hatchet Ventures portfolio member on the call. She is a registered dietitian and former graduate assistant for sports nutrition at Illinois State. She has a consulting business that provides personalized nutrition consulting that uses genetic testing. She calls it precision nutrition, which I think is awesome. But she's here today to talk about her software startup. Please welcome to the show CEO and founder of Healthy Connect, Milana Ferrarazzi. Milana, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Now we need a cheer because I know I, I said your name right, right? We got it. We got it there. I got it. Well, there. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to be. I don't want to rain on your parade, but it's Milena Ferrarazzi. But honestly, oh, there we go. You did very well. So <laughs> it's. I should have done what you told me. You said you got to do the Italian hands. You got to do it, the and hands. And I didn't do the Italian the hands. hands. <laughs> Come on. Well, we'll. Well, we'll recover. Well, Milena, thank you so much for being on the show today. We're really excited. You know how it goes. We first want to dig a little bit into your background and kind of some of your experience up to the point of founding Healthy Connect. And what I what I really want to focus on is it, it's interesting because correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't see from your background, um, you know, any like technical product experience or like any like traditional like sales experience that we see a lot on the show. And so I think the founders are going to get a lot of value out of listening to kind of how you've taken your professional experience and what you've uncovered into this application that you're building. But before we get too far into it, tell us a little bit about you. Give us the story. Yeah, absolutely. So you're totally correct. No technical or sales background, but let me take you back to my childhood where it really all started. So as we mentioned before, we're t I'm Italian. And what that means is we have really good food all the time, right? And as a young child, I was overweight. And with that came uh, negative body image issues, getting bullied in school, but most of all health. Health was a huge problem. And so I wanted to start being proactive, but I didn't really put much effort into it. And on top of that, my dad actually has heart disease. So he's had nine heart attacks my entire life. But when I was 12 years old, I saw him have a heart attack at the dinner table. And that's really when it kind of hit me. And I, I had a better understanding that nutrition really is the foundation to a healthier lifestyle, but also disease prevention, disease management. So then I was like, all right, I really want to be proactive. But again, I was 12. I was very young and I just didn't have the knowledge to do it appropriately. And so I developed a really unhealthy relationship with food, developed severe anorexia. And for about eight years, I battled a really severe eating disorder. I was working with an interdisciplinary team. My dietitian was incredible. She was actually someone who inspired me to go on to school to become a dietitian. Um, I wrote my college essay on her, <laughs> fun fact. Um, but I was really inspired by her and, and that's what really uh, pushed me to go to school for nutrition. 
So I got my bachelor's, got my master's in nutrition, and I was able to apply what I was learning in school to my own life and help build myself back up again. So that was, although a a tragic start, it's something really beautiful came out of it was not only did I make it out on the other side, because unfortunately some people don't get that second chance, but I also developed a huge passion for nutrition. So I still have that passion, super strong, uh, strong today. So, so I'm very grateful for that experience. But during school, my goal was to become an NFL dietitian. And everything that I was doing was aligning myself up to go down that path. And then the second year of grad school, COVID hit. I'm sure we all know COVID. Uh, changed some things up a little bit. And I was like, all right, don't know what I'm going to do. Still was just putting myself out there, networking with dietitians in the space because I was like, I still, I still want to go down this route. It just might look a little bit different. And then three weeks left of grad school, I took a trip to San Diego and I went to my first ever real, I say real, networking event. And I met so many incredible entrepreneurs and I was never really exposed to the world of entrepreneurship. I have a couple people in my family that are entrepreneurs, but really my immediate family, like no one really was ever um, down to explore that path. So this is my first time just encountering such a beautiful way of life and meeting so many people that are building incredible things to impact society in a positive way. So after that event, I was like, you know, when you get like super motivated and you're like, I'm going to like go change the world or like do something. Uh, It was one of those moments where I was like, you know what, I can totally become an entrepreneur. I don't know what it is that I'm going to do yet, but I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to do it. And so graduated packed my suitcase, two suitcases, actually. I, I was born and raised in New York. So I went home from, from Illinois, got two suitcases, moved across the country to San Diego, not knowing how I was going to afford my apartment, and just started my consulting. So that's how the entrepreneur journey started. And it started with the consulting, uh, where I focus on personalization of nutrition. So we use genetic testing, we use gut health testing, and other I call them bio-optimization resources to help create personalized plans for people. So that way, whether they want to lean out, put on muscle mass, just live a healthier lifestyle, whatever their health and fitness goal is, we want to personalize that journey for them so they're that much more effective. Um, A huge piece of why Healthy Connect is what it is today was because during my time in that initial starting few months of consulting, I found that one of the biggest barriers was the accountability piece of it. And my first ever client was actually my father. He uh, couldn't work out. So we were doing it solely on food alone and just me holding him accountable. Up until I got a business, I was just the nagging daughter that was asking him to eat bird food. That His words, not mine. Um, he didn't call me nagging. I'm just kidding. Um, but he was one of my first ever clients and I helped him lose 60 pounds um, just with with nutrition and holding him accountable. So I was like, you know what, like accountability really is a powerful thing. And we're always told, you know, accountability is the key to success and, and, um, accountability is, is what's going to get you to, to reach your goal. And I'm really here to advocate for that because I think it is really, um, such a powerful thing. And it's, it's not simple, but it, you know, when you think about what's like a magic pill or what, what's going to get me to my goal, most people won't say accountability at the forefront. So that's really what inspired Healthy Connect because I really wanted to place an emphasis on the accountability aspect 
in health and fitness. So started down this journey of, all right, what do, what do I want to do? I want to build out an app. How do I differentiate myself? We're going to do accountability. So now here we are with Healthy Connect. And the way that I like to describe it is um, an application that provides social accountability for health and fitness. So similar to how you know Tinder would match somebody with a potential date, we're looking to do that with potential accountability partners. So a user will go onto our platform, they'll input their workout preferences, their dietary preferences, their location, they'll input their goals. And then based off of that information, it'll suggest matches to them that are like-minded, have similar goals, similar interests. So that way they have a buddy, right? To help them on this health and fitness journey that may seem daunting for them. And if someone doesn't want to meet someone that they don't know, that's fine. They can also invite friends on to be their accountability partners because the real work happens when they tie their goals to challenges. So now it's, it's making those goals actionable and then they have this check-in process with their accountability partner to help them be consistent. So that's really the first initial um, like phase of Healthy Connect that we're in development right now, building out. But that's really the first concept that we're wanting to put out there. So that way we're really focusing on that peer-to-peer accountability and then eventually building it up into now this big community accountability aspect with groups and group challenges and whatnot. So long-winded, but that's how we got to where we are today. Now, what I I really love about your story and, and all this information is that when you started your consulting business, you pursued something that not a lot of people that would traditionally launch some sort of nutrition consulting business don't pursue, which is thinking about the genetics behind things. Yeah. As someone who's struggled with their weight their entire life, I know that there are a lot of other factors at play, even to the point where my wife goes like, you actually eat pretty well. Like, I don't yeah. see you eating a bunch of junk food. We go, if we go get in and out, you're asking for the, you know, you're just eating the meat patties. You're not even having the bun. Like you, you live a pretty yeah. good lifestyle, but your weight loss is not that of a person that works out as much as you do at your size. Right. And so I was, when I was kind of like, well, maybe it's not just about the diet. Maybe there are things genetically with me. You know, I've been seeing a dietitian, a dietitian and, and some of that stuff did come into accountability. Cause then I found some errors when I was locking food. Um, one of my favorite things is I got a whoop band. Um, at the beginning of this year specifically, and that opened my eyes because I started seeing things in my sleep patterns and these sleep Uh scores. And so I went to a pulmonologist. They're like, you might have sleep apnea, did a test. I turns out I have mild sleep apnea. I have a CPAP machine now. Yeah. Now I have, I would not have had this energy for podcasting that I have now (laughs) if if I would like six months ago. And it's just like, even like those little adjustments and focusing on things outside of just eat better and work out. Cause that's not the solution for everybody, right? There's exactly. supplements that I'm taking that are helping me along the way. Um, there are a lot of other things that I'm evaluating down the road, um, that just cost more money that I'm like, well, Hey, maybe this, you know, enhancement is what I need for this and that the other, you know, to help with my, my, my body structure and maybe like all the different like chemical things that are going on. But exactly. you really, you, you pursued that thing that a lot of people don't typically think of, which is the genetic side of it. Yeah. And then with healthy connect, you're pursuing the thing that a lot of people also don't think about, which is huge, is the accountability. So I love that you're like creatively thinking out of the box of like, what do a lot of these other similar things don't do really well? What's the error of where they're focusing on it? And what can we do better and put an emphasis on to actually help people 
see results, Absolutely. which then turns into consistency, right? Because if I see results, right. I'm consistent. When I step on that scale or I fit into those jeans I haven't fit into in a while, next thing I know, I'm like, I want to keep doing this. I want to keep doing the same thing and I want to stay consistent. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's interesting to see when you are or in my position, when I'm working with somebody and I notice the difference when I have a client that's really adherent to the interventions that we put in place for them and then someone that's not, right? The, the conversations look very much different when you're like, all right, like what's your frustration? And they're mo- they're like, I'm not seeing this result. I'm not seeing this result. And then I ask them the questions. It's like, well, did you do this, 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 and this that we had talked about that is important for you because we have the actual data. We have the results where we're now making these interventions based off those results. And they're like, well, no. And so then you're like, yeah, no, it it really is the accountability aspect. So that's really the goal with, um, with Healthy Connect is to really like put accountability at the forefront and and not accountability where some people might have a negative connotation with the word accountability, right? This is like the positive accountability where you're now, um, like you're not just you in, in the equation. It's you and this other person that you've mutually agreed to be part in a partnership with and you're holding each other accountable to being better, right? So that's really the whole idea behind Healthy Connect, yeah. That's awesome. I want to take things back to you starting up your consulting business and a lesson you might have learned that then helped you start up Healthy Connect. I I want to ask you this question because, as I said at the beginning of the episode, you have a little bit of a different background than a lot of people that we talk to. Yeah. So starting up your own business, what do you have to do? You have to do marketing. You have to do sales. You have to do account management to some to some effect. Right. How did you educate yourself on these processes or what was the learning curve for you? Share with the people that might be listening that are coming from a similar background. Like what was the challenge that you faced when you started standing up your business? What's a tip that you would give someone? And then like, how did that translate then into starting up Healthy Connect? Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest thing for me was that I learned is being okay asking for help. Because for me, there's someone like myself, like, I'm a very strong personality. I always want to take things head on. I always want to be like the leader and like, I don't want help really ever. Cause I'm like, I can do it. I can do it. It humbled me real quick becoming an entrepreneur because I found out a lot of what I don't know. And I was like, all right, well, I have to ask for help because I don't know this and I'm okay with admitting that it took me a while to be okay with admitting those things, but like, you can't fake that. You have, like you, you, you really start to realize what your true strengths are and then where you need to ask for help. So I would say that is the biggest thing that I learned becoming an entrepreneur is like, all right, this is not just something that I can go and take a few like classes or like just research something like I need to actually ask people that have done it and walked and walk in their shoes, essentially. So that I, I would say like big, big overarching lesson of the many that I've learned so far um, was being okay to ask for help. Because even when I took my um, knowledge that I accumulated over the two years of consulting and started to apply it to, to Healthy Connect, even the difference between just the consulting and building out an application is so different, right? Like what I needed to know for that 
still the same, like essentially like the business basics, right? But I wasn't dealing with like now developers or even investors or even thinking in that mindset. But when I started working on Healthy Connect, all of those things just came out of nowhere. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I need to know this. And I need to know this. So my my motto now is if I don't know, ask for help. Very simple. I'm, I'm sure we've all heard that before, right? Um, but I'm okay with asking for help now where I wasn't at the beginning of this, where I was like, I can do it. Like I want to prove to people, you know, I can do it. I can take this all on by myself. That was another thing. I thought I could do it on my own. I was like, nope, <laughs> humbled me real quick. So, yeah, they yeah. say, uh, it was, uh, something that, you know, I have three kids and my wife always will say, that's why it takes a tribe, you know, and then I always think that's about right. to raise a child. Mm -hmm. And then I keep thinking like, it's the same thing with business. Like it takes a tribe to build a business. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I, I've been trying to productize my service-based business for a while, but I just, I can't have those conversations with designers and programmers. Like that's not my skill set. That's not my strong suit. Right. And I know that I'm just going to be running, running around, never getting anything done if I try to do it. And so now I'm in a position where like, I'm just going to look for a technical co-founder that can yeah. just run that side of things and have those communications and conversations and run the communication, the conversation with those people, because that's just not my skill set. It's not what I'm good at. I'm not passionate about it. Divisional labor, all that fun stuff. Exactly. You know what I mean? like, exactly. And yeah. so like, I'm over here trying to communicate things to people who have never even seen a Salesforce instance. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is how it works, but oh man, now we're really in the weeds. But I want to, yeah. I want to transition that then into healthy connects. So you've laid this foundation of asking others for help. You're still doing a lot of stuff on your own though, as well, yeah. right? You're still, you're building this application with people. You're kind of at the forefront of this, you know, solo founder here running this whole game. How are you going about building the application? Like let's dig deep into now you're standing up this application. How are you going into building that application? And also I'm interested to hear, how are you building that beta community base of people that you're going to match with like-minded people before the, before the app launches? Like what's kind of your strategy behind that, that you're building? Yeah. So really good, really good question. The, the journey from the conception of healthy connect to now has been like, when you say roller coaster, this one's like the upside down roller coaster, like three times in a row. And then, you know, like it's yeah. one of those things. Um, and back to like, just to the wrap up the point of asking for help, I found that I was doing myself more of a disservice when I was just sitting here, like, what do I do? Twiddling my thumbs almost like I'm going to figure it out. I don't know what to do, but I'll figure it out type thing. So once I started asking the right questions, cause that's another thing you can, it's, it's one thing to ask for help, but knowing the questions that you need to ask to receive the proper help was another thing that I didn't understand fully at the beginning either. So once I figured out what the right questions were to ask, and then I was directed to the right people, essentially. So um, throughout the, the lifespan of Healthy Connect so far, um, yeah, we like dealing with the obstacles and, and, um, and the positives and the negatives. But then getting to a point that we're at now, I, I really feel like my knowledge has like, like exponentially just grown. And so based off of that, I, I'm able to take, you know, what I've tried before might have failed, like bits and pieces of those things to now come together and say, all right, we do need to start building a community. So what do we do? Um, 
also leaning into uh, the advisors, like Hatchet Ventures has been absolutely incredible, um, especially around this community piece because we don't have our product out yet. So what we wound up doing was we wanted to start growing a wait list. So we've been working on building that wait list. We have about 3,000 people on it right now. Um, we're, we just recently started a Facebook group. So that way we could take those waitlist people and in the interim, put them into an actual community where I can start providing value to them. So whether it be, you know, nutrition content, fitness content, um, things to get them engaged and start connecting with each other. That's what we're working on right now while we're in this development process. Uh, still continuing to grow out the waitlist, um, whether it's like directing people to our, our landing page, um, putting it into these these groups and these communities. Um, so those are two ways right now that we're we're looking to get people into the community. Um, this is actually a question that I I had with with one of the um, Hatchet advisors because my biggest thing was, all right, I have these waitlist users. I want to keep them engaged. Like, what you know, what is the best way to do that? And so, um, just again, asking those questions, getting people into this one area where now I can provide them with all this value. So that way, when we do launch, they're like, oh, okay, like I've built that trust with her. I've built that rapport with her. Let's try out this app and like see what it's about type of thing. So I'm still learning how to do it, but we're we're doing it. <laughs> we're doing it. Yeah. It sounds like you're on the right path. It, it kind of reminds yeah. me, um, shout out to another Hatchet uh, portfolio member, Connor Lamb at Skin Theory. This was something he talked about on his podcast episode was essentially like the fake door test. You're mm -hmm. building the product. It's 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 going to be live. The beta is going to be live and you're building your user base. But the waitlist method is so important these days when you're doing these sort of things that revolve around community because you're also kind of scoping demand. Right. Um, right. You're, you're, you're making sure that like, hey, I'm on the right path. And that's really going to help as we segue into our next conversation, which is having those investor conversations. You walking into investor conversations with a wait list of over 3,000 people and this Facebook page of all this content you're creating, all this engagement that you're getting is like a massive letter of intent for a product, right? In what like B2B software, right. when we talk about letters of intent, when we're standing up a prototype, you know, and right. we're trying to raise funds, that's essentially what you built, which is awesome. And that's in 3000, that's freaking incredible. Everybody needs <laughs> to give it up. That is, that is, a, that is a, that is a great amount of people, um, for, for a launch, you know, and obviously that doesn't mean all 3000 are going to sign up, but it's a great right. lead pool. It's a great pool of leads to have walking into right. product launch. So um, I want to talk about your investor conversations. We kind of highlight a little bit. You've been working with Hatchet and some of the advisors. You're reiterating your decks. You're having conversations. But you know, we were talking a little bit before the show. You had a pretty interesting method of outreach that you were kind of doing before this to set yourself up for the conversations you're having now. Because we've said it many times on the podcast. The first time you talk to an investor, if you're asking them for money, you're doing something wrong. And right, I know that you've right. had a really interesting approach with cold outreach. You had a whole campaign. So let's let's talk a little bit about your investor outreach campaign that you're running and kind of what you're seeing the culmination of that effort now. Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to um, mention that the waitlist build out and the campaign uh, would not have been possible without the help of my my friend that was on as a co-founder. Um, but we decided mutually to 
you know, uh, separate just on good terms and everything. But um, his contribution was was very um, impactful for the state of Healthy Connect today. So uh, he had been the one that helped me uh, with his expertise in and his knowledge uh, build out this campaign. And we did it through LinkedIn. And we just simply sent out a series of a few messages and, you know, hey, we'd love to connect. Um, actually, one of our, our last message in our series um, was actually pretty funny because we're both like, we both love like th- to bring humor into things. Um, so if they didn't answer, it was, I, I believe the, the line was starting to feel like uh, prom again, getting stood up. And so we wanted to bring some humor into it. And we found like a very overwhelmingly positive response. Um, But really the goal and the mindset behind this campaign going into it was exactly what you had said. Like we're, we weren't going in saying, Hey, open your wallets, invest in us because we haven't proved anything to them yet. They don't know who we are. (laughs) Why are they going to give us money if they have no idea who we are, what we're doing, or even if it's of interest to them. So we knew that. And so our, our, our goal going into it was, Hey, we're going to be raising capital soon, but would love to share my idea and get feedback. Whether you're somebody that's interested in the space, somebody that's in a completely different industry that can give us a different perspective, a different outlook on things. And so we had, I kid you not like 50 plus investor calls over the last month and a half. And really just for building that relationship and that rapport. Uh, what we found was was great. They gave us great feedback. A lot of it was repetitive, um, but we did get to pull a few nuggets that were like super pivotal pivotal for us because we were able to continue iterating our deck. We were able to continue iterating our design features uh, in our Figma. And so based off of these conversations, it was it allowed us to continue moving forward and growing to get us to a spot where, hey, we may now be investable for this particular investor because we listen to their guidance. We listen to their feedback. Um, Obviously, you can't listen to everyone's opinion because everyone's going to have one. Um, So we definitely filtered them out based off of what is relevant to, to what we're doing. What can we apply? What really isn't something that we should look too much into? And so between both of us, we we were able to filter that and then take out, you know, the most effective pieces that we could take with us and then bring it to where bring Healthy Connect to where it is today. So it was definitely an interesting uh, campaign. At first, I was like, you know what? I I wasn't skeptical. I was like very confident because I'm I like to, you know, go into these things like, you know, very confident and, and positive about the outcome. But I was like, this could go, you know, this could go however. And and I'm okay with, with that, but was definitely uh, pleasantly surprised with the, the positive outcome from that. Two things I love about that approach. Number one, that last message. I do something similar in sales <laughs> where I send like a sad smirk emoji, like the, and then yeah. uh, for those listening, I did the little emoji where the mouth is like down on one side frowning. And I just oh, yeah. uh, put the picture of Will Smith with his hands in his pockets from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And he's in the empty yeah. room, the season finale. And I'm just like, like crickets, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I send on my final outreach message. Because I'm like, hey, at this point, like I've sent you so much relevant content about the problem that we solve that that's kind of how I feel right now. I feel abandoned. It's the season finale of Fresh Prince. So I love your take on the humor there yeah. because that's that's amazing. It feels like probably again. That's amazing. The second yeah. thing that I love is I love your approach on asking 
for feedback. And I think it's important because perfect is the enemy. They say perfect is the enemy of good. Nobody wants to be good. We want to be great. So I always say perfect is the enemy of great. But that conversation you have with that investor, it's just human nature that you're not going to be tip top founder shape performance level. Right. It's like anything we do, you're still building your muscle memory. You're still talking about finding your value prop and then thinking about go to market strategies, all these kinds of things. And I think it's so valuable to have those conversations because later on down the road, when you go, Hey, we launched, we did this thing. This is what we've seen from beta. Take a look at it. And you go through presentation V2, that investor is going to go, wow, in just six months, look at how much she's grown. We need to invest in this person. And now they're investing in you as much as they're investing in the product and the opportunity, which I think is so important. Now, there could be a flip side of that. You could give them a bad first impression and they never want to have another conversation because you weren't tip top founder presentation Mm -hmm. shape. But I would rather I would rather have the conversations with the people that would see it the other way. Because they're the ones that are thinking about investing in the people as much as the product, which is so important when you think about leadership strategies and all those sorts of things that it takes to actually be successful. There are tons of great products out there. There are very few great product leaders, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was blessed enough to have really incredible uh, entrepreneurs in my network just moving to San Diego, uh, like not knowing how I was going to afford my apartment, kind of paid for itself just with, with, with my network. But to your point of incredible product leaders, I was able to get around some of those people who are now some of my really close friends. And even like one of them specifically told me at the beginning of all of this, when I was telling him, I want to, you know, get into uh, technology and, and whatnot, he goes, the, the biggest thing that sticks with me, and I, I remember the exact place we were at when he said it and how he said it, it was like, you're going to get a thousand no's before you get that one, uh, one yes, that's going to change everything completely. And so I just kept, kept that in my mind where every no, I was like, there's 1,001, the 1,002, you know, like, um, so uh, that's just who I am. Like, I like to bring humor into things, um, and be, you know, really authentic and, and real. So even though some of the conversations were kind of, you know, like some people would get really sad about it. I'm like, you know what? There's another person out there that is aligned with our mission and everything's meant to be. So um, I never really took anything personal. It was more like just you, you are going to get no's. That's just inevitable. Not everybody's going to be the best fit for you. And even us as founders, when we're talking with investors, like we're still seeing if we even want to you know, you to invest in us because it goes both ways. Right. Um, and, and I hear this a lot in the startup world is like, it's like you're, you're getting married, (laughs) whether it's a co-founder, whether it's an investor, like once you guys put pen to paper, you guys are legally bound and that's a scary thing. (laughs) So you have to make sure that you both are providing value that's mutually beneficial and that this is somebody that you can see like a 10 year lifespan with because yeah. it's, it's not going to be fun otherwise. And I'm really just scratching the surface of all of that. But as I, as I mentioned, like I've surrounded myself with a bunch of people who are, uh, you know, thousands of miles ahead of me in their career who I really look up to and aspire, you know, to be in their place one day. But I, I definitely have started to feel those things that they were like, you're going to, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And, you know, I can, they can, they can say, I told you so, but you know, you live and you learn. (laughs) 
Yeah. You're going to have these investors on your cap table for a long time. So be careful. That's what I've, exactly. I've heard that multiple times. I, I talked to the founder one time and he said, it's just so odd. I had four angel investors in my pre-seed round. I mean, they call it friends and family, but yeah, they were more friends yeah. than anything. But he said, it's so interesting because now, now we're in series A and even to this day, it's like two of those investors are completely different than the other two. In the early mm-hmm. stages, like those two investors literally threw me money and never had a conversation with me. They just wanted to report every month and every quarter. The other two yeah. investors, it's like anytime I was in their city, they wanted to grab dinner and they wanted to talk about my problems and they were almost mentors to me. Yeah. And it just blew me away. It's like, man, if I'm dumping my own money into something, why would I not want to do that? You know? And I think yeah. it's so valuable when you yeah. can find those people. Um, the founder of Stan, he 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 shares all the time, all the all the conversations that he has with his investors. Anytime he's in San Francisco and they all get together and he's in a room and he's walking them through stuff. And he's like, the best thing about these investors is every single one of them is almost like giving me an education and mentorship on top of investing. So not only are they giving me money to pursue my dream and my passion and this product that's helping content creators monetize their audience, but they're also making me better at what I'm doing. And they're essentially like giving me a masterclass in how to be so successful that I can be an angel investor someday. And I think those are the best investors. But like you said, it's mutually beneficial and you don't find that with everyone. So sometimes those no's are okay. You got to find what fits. Yeah. I I almost enjoyed the calls a little too much (laughs) because it just, I was like craving, um, this knowledge that I was getting from these calls, which is like, really, I was not expecting you know, like I said, pleasantly surprised with the outcome, but these conversations, I was like, oh, great. I have like five this week. Like, cool. Like I'll be able to, and I, you know, taking notes and really just diving into what they, they were um, saying. And it was all knowledgeable in some way, shape or form, right? We took what we what applied to us, then just everything else, you know, we kind of just let it be. But I, I really, not only my, you know, people person, I just love talking to people. Um, I was learning like a lot, a lot, especially about the investing side of a, a venture, because that's, that's a whole different piece in, in itself too. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, this has been incredibly informative, very insightful, very exciting to hear your story and also very thrilled to have you on and continue following your journey, not only as a hatchet member, but just with the vision that you have and what you're working on. It's an awesome concept. And I know that we're going to be following your founder journey very closely. If you are interested and if you're a listener and you are interested in engaging uh, with Milana or Healthy Connect further, we will have a link to her LinkedIn profile URL in the show description, as well as to Healthy Connect. If you're listening and you want to go to www.healthyconnect, that's K-I-N-N-E-C-T dot com, you can sign up for the wait list right now and be the first in the product once it's live. Um, for those of you that are interested in engaging with Hatch Adventures or the Founders Formula podcast or myself further, you can go to www.hatchadventures.com or you can check us out on LinkedIn. We will include uh, description uh, links to our uh, profiles in the show notes below. Um, don't forget, we release new episodes every Wednesday at. Uh, let's take that back. Wednesday. <laughs> I'm in second podcast mode. <laughs> Let me take that back. <clears throat> well, this has been great. I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to stop by and share these insights with us. You have an incredible story. You're on an incredible journey, and I know I speak for the rest of the listeners. And we're we're going to be really excited to see the product launch and really continue following your founder's journey and your company's success. If you are a listener and you want to engage with Milana or her company further, we will have links 
to her LinkedIn profile, as well as the company page in the show description below. You can visit their website, www.healthyconnect.com. That's K-I-N-N-E-C-T, connect.com. And join the waitlist. Be the first to know when the app goes live. Unleash your potential with your wellness ally. For those of you that are interested in engaging with the Founders Formula podcast, Hatchet Ventures, or myself further, we will also have similar links to our profiles and company pages in the show description. You know the drill. Every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern, we publish a new episode with founders and CEOs worldwide who have been there and done that and are there and doing it right now. That's all we have for today. Ilana, thank you so much for stopping by today, and we'll catch everybody on the next one. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure meeting you and getting to talk to you, and thank you for allowing me to come on and be a guest.